listeners. Welcome to Let the Music Be Your Master. Uh, this is a special episode, I guess, not uh, not necessarily planned. The last one we had thought was going to be the conclusion of season one of Let the Music Be Your Master. Uh, we we have finished up with our survey of the the decades of music. Um, but we don't have anything else yet. We've spent the last few weeks talking about what we want to do for season two, making plans. Uh, so we've we've got a special episode for you today to uh, help help fill the void that I know is in each of your hearts right now. Um, having gone, maybe maybe looking forward to a new new episode dropping on Friday. It's when we usually try and do it and. Nothing showed up Friday, but maybe maybe I can get this posted today. Um, so, just to get you excited about season two, uh, we don't have anything set in stone yet, but I know our plan is to focus on particular bands or artists uh, that we think deserve their own episode, um, and also a few genres that, uh, that we could just do one genre per per episode a lot of these might have been hinted at in earlier episodes and we might have even mentioned at the time that we want want to do a whole episode about such and such so that's uh that's what we're going to do for season two so uh look forward to that well we should have have those available to you in uh, a couple weeks um also, we're looking at ways to get more audience interaction and participation in this. Uh, we've loved getting emails and and texts and comments on the on the blog and whatever else. So uh, keep that up. Uh, if you've got any thoughts or questions or anything, you can email me at uh, Brandon at LetTheMusicBeYourMaster dot com, uh, or you can go to to our website, letthemusicbemaster.com, and just fill out the comments section there. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to read some of the stuff on on an episode. So I guess if you want, want to write to us and specifically don't want us to read it on the episode, you can say that, but otherwise there's a chance we might uh if you'd also like your voice to be on it if you want to take the time to like record a voice message i'm not going to put my phone number on the this podcast recording or anything but you could record yourself on your phone and then email that to us as an attachment and then we can we'd love to stick that on an episode somewhere um yeah so if you got reactions to any of our previous episodes or suggestions on bands or artists that we need to do a full episode on anything like that we'd love to hear from you so uh visit let the music be your and and uh send us send us some uh, some thoughts speaking of which that's what our episode today is going to consist of we've had dr Stephen ricks on the on the uh podcast a few times and we love it when he's when he's a guest with us, um, I had asked him to, you know, just record a, a little voice memo that then I could include in our, our last episode. So I said, Hey, Ricks, give us your top five from the 2010s. And he, uh, he sent us this. 
So we're going to just have it be its own its own episode. I haven't listened to it yet. I've listened to the first five minutes, and that's solid enough. So I'm just uh, just going to post this uh, site un- unheard, I guess. Uh, sound unheard. I'm posting this. So it better be good, Ricks. Uh, I, I want to listen to it in the car. I'm not going to sit here at the computer and listen to it. So it's got to be on the podcast to listen to it in the car. I don't know how else to do that. <clears throat> All right, so let's let's uh, give it up for for Steve Ricks and his his response to our 2010s best of. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Bring it in. Bring it in. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my name is Steve Ricks, sometimes known as Dr. Ricks, and I am, according to Jason Johnson, what's known as the, what Capadonna is to the Wu-Tang Clan, I am to the Let the Music Be Your Master podcast. I am not one of the original uh, First Presidency or Trinity of the podcast, which uh, consists of Brandon Arnold, Jordan Harmon, and Jason Johnson. Uh, I've known Brandon and Jordan for a while, getting to know Jason better. And I've been a, been privileged, I should say, to be invited to participate in their podcast on a couple of occasions. Uh, maybe a third time via a voice memo. But... This is something I'm creating and sending to them directly, just of my own uh, free will and desire, and out of necessity, perhaps, a response to their two 2010s episode. I'm calling it a response. It's not, it's not a rebuttal. It's not that I'm particularly disagreeing or having any big issues with with what they said in those episodes but i feel like there were some some holes and things they might have missed and so i'm uh you know without being invited i maybe i was invited i was invited to send a short reply and i opt i'd never got in time to be included in the actual podcast so this is me recording my own response i'm going to burn through these tracks as fast as i can but you know what i'm picking 10 so there uh i'm picking 10 and uh there you have it I'll see what Brandon does with this. Maybe he'll put it up. Maybe he won't. Maybe this will be buried in the uh, in the detritus of the uh, interwebs or the digital universe. We will see. So let's just jump right in. Um, I'm not going in chronological order. That's kind of the thing with, with the Let the Music Be Your Master podcast. But for me, I just made my list of 10 tracks uh, in the order that occurred to me, and I feel like there's a nice flow there, and I'm just going to go with it. And in many cases, they're kind of in in a dialogue with a lot of the tracks and artists and things brought up by the uh, the original three, the Fab Three, uh, Brandon, Jason, Jordan. We'll see how they all relate, and we'll, I'll look for their response to my response. We'll see if it happens. So, number one, Alabama Shakes Don't Want to Cry No More. Probably... <laughs> Probably my favorite song of the decade, if I had to pick one. Um, don't, what am I saying? Don't want to cry no more. 
It's Don't Want to Fight is the name of the song from their second album, 2015 Sound and Color. And let's just cue it up. Great opening, pulls you right in. And then uh, Brittany Howard's vocals on this are incroyable. Here we go. And she's playing guitar as well. Get ready. Okay. We got something coming up here. Be ready. Are you kidding me? I mean, wow. What an opening to a song. What a... What vocals that just grab you by the throat and don't let go. Anyway, uh, that's not a goosebumps moment, my friends. That's a hair standing up on the back of your neck, uh, falling out kind of moment. So, there you go. Brittany Howard. uh, Already, as far as I can tell, Alabama Shakes is done. Uh, She has a nice chat interview with Mark Marin on the WTF podcast and it sounds like you know they're done she's already got a solo album out in the in the 2010s which is a is a great album too in its own right but anyway there you go check her out uh i mean i don't know that she's has any aspirations to act or anything like that but in in the same vein that you guys were talking about Daniel Glover uh, as being a force and anything he sets his mind to, to just, just kills it. Um, I'm really excited to see what she does in the future because uh, her stuff with Alabama shakes. And then that, that solo album are just awesome. And uh, I think she's got a great artistic voice. So we'll see. Okay. Um, next two things on the list. So Brandon at a certain point, listed off a long list of female vocalists and artists. And in general, there was a kind of consensus that the decade went to the female artists. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. I was interested that a couple were left off the list that were kind of my favorites from just from my own personal listening. And I think they're just good albums and good, uh, good music in their own right. Uh, that is Lord from New Zealand, her debut album, Pure Heroine, 2013. Here's, here's a little, little song, Buzz Cut Season. Let's just give it a, give it a taste. And in particular, I love the chorus of this song. Just love the melody and how she crafts that melody. Here we go. I think I might skip ahead a little on this. See. I remember when your head caught flame. Here we go. Building towards the chorus, and then I want to make sure we get the chorus. Uh, whoops. 
I guess I don't. It's been a while since I've listened. We got another uh, verse before the chorus. Okay, hold on. Skip it ahead a little bit. Okay, okay. They try to tell us all that we will lose, but it's so easy in this blue where everything is good. And I'll never go again. Place the call, feel it's not favorite friend. Nothing's wrong and nothing's true. I live in a hologram with you. Okay. So I love the uh, I love her voice and I love that melody on the on the chorus. So that's maybe one of my favorite spots of the album. But this is an album that I listen to a bazillion times over and over every track. I think it's it's solid. It's a I think Lord's a precursor certainly to Billie Eilish. Uh, from reading a little about this album, I think she got paired up with another. Uh, New Zealand artist, a male artist, producer, um, and just the two of them worked on this album there in in a studio in Auckland, and pretty minimal resources and a kind of simple vibe to it with just her voice and the you know the synth drum drum machine sounds and uh, tasty. Uh, the other female vocalist that I just got obsessed with at least one album is Lana Del Rey Born to Die and uh, same era same time frame uh, didn't make it to I know that's her stage name but anyway didn't make it to Brandon's long list uh, but for whatever reason this album stood out to me and again track for track I just I just love all the tracks I know you know she did a she did a track for the the movie of uh great gatsby that kind of was was very much in the limelight she had she's had like four or five albums in the 2010s but this debut album born to die is my favorite and here's a little bit of national anthem one of my favorite tunes from it Hey, it's timely. Little fireworks there for July 4th. Uh huh. Money is the anthem of success. So before we go out, what's your address? I'm your national anthem. God, just so handsome. Take me to the Hamptons, Bugatti Veyron. He loves to romance some reckless abandon. Holding me for ransom up the echelon. Anyway, I think what I love 
about this album and about her approach is I love you know I love the blend of the the samples and sometimes the more orchestral sounds and writing but with the drum grooves the way influences obviously from hip hop come in there but with this you know just young female vocalist blah 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 lyrics are interesting clever sometimes edgy there you go Lana Del Rey so Look, where are we? We're we're at number four. Number four, Flying Lotus. Okay, collaborator sometimes with Kendrick Lamar, with Thundercat, with Kamasi Washington. He's he's you know part of that that crowd, but kind of doing his own thing in the DJ realm. But I think you know one of the most, if not the most, interesting artists who kind of would be considered or classified under that title, DJ. Um, from his album, let's see, from his album, You're Dead, here's the track Never Catch Me, which features Kendrick Lamar, vocals by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, well, we still got some, uh, we still got Lana. So let's just check out, check out a little bit of this. Lots of very cool, you know, cool harmonies, harmonic complexity, interesting layers, and obviously a lot of jazz, jazz influence there, but just mixed together and fluidly blended together in interesting, creative ways. Blah, blah, blah. He, I, I regret, he's been to Salt Lake City at least twice that I know of, and I haven't caught either one so that's shame on me and and too bad but uh i'm excited to see what he keeps doing and i always try to catch up on what what uh, his latest thing is uh flying lotus okay moving on i feel like i'm turning into an easy listening dj here but this is very strange talking by myself but that's all right so look two two british bands that uh, either had debut albums in the two, 2010s or did a lot in the 2010s are and they're my they're my favorites I think from England during this time period are Alt J and Foles uh, Alt J I'm pretty sure uh, formed in Leeds England a little bit up north and uh, you know kind of their own unique thing as opposed to London scene. Foles, uh, I believe, are from Oxford, so similar to Radiohead from, you know, outside of London, close, but still kind of their own little town out there. And uh, I love both these bands and kind of got obsessed with them, but in particular, certain albums. Uh, 
I'm not a big pitchfork reader. I don't know where you guys seem to refer to pitchfork a fair bit. And I know they, they are kind of the source on hipster music, but I know I read at least a couple paragraphs of their review of the alt J debut album, an awesome wave. And, and uh, hated it. It was a bunch of BS, and they were sort of, for some reason, making comparisons to Radiohead. Not every band that comes from England is trying to be Radiohead, so who cares? Who cares about Radiohead? They're awesome. But um, Alt-J is doing their own thing. They were also kind of dissing on the guitar sound, this kind of surf guitar sound that, that came in in one of their songs, and it's like, just shut up, have a little more depth and go into, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that might go into choosing a particular guitar sound or uh, anyway, enough said about that. Uh, Here's the tune Dissolve Me from their debut album, An Awesome Wave. But honestly, every single one of their albums, they have three at this point, uh, I love them, and I pretty much love track for track. They have some more chill tracks that they'll they'll create as intros, interludes, and so a lot of times their albums kind of have this nice flow to them with these transitions, uh, which I like. But as far as like standalone songs, I definitely go more for the the more upbeat songs. But I think what I what I love about Alt J is just the the sometimes the quick shifts between the the full band and the driving beat playing and then the acapella singing or very stripped down uh instrumentation and they kind of will go back and forth between that the, the lead singer i think has an interesting voice his deliveries is is funky and sometimes you can't understand what the heck he's saying but i to me that's kind of part of the charm is just the the interesting sound and not so much the uh understandability here's a little bit of dissolve me Tabs on your tongue. I heard the shepherds, I heard the sheep sleep. Now I'm the only one. Broken sweethearts, who sleep apart. Lost to find your side spines, who sleeps out. Okay, here comes the acapella part. Well, little guitar in there, sorry. Back into it, baby. I love that fat bass sound. I think it's some sort of synth bass. Maybe it's like a keyboard bass. I've, again, I've never seen them live. I know they played up at uh, Salt Air a couple of years ago. I regret not catching them. And uh, now that we never know if we're ever going to concerts again, <laughs> uh, maybe I never will. But uh, I, w- I would have liked to have seen them live. Uh, and I don't want to... 
we I, if I got to keep this short, if this is ever going to see the light of day. But here's the point. I love the way when they break it down to that more acapella section, then it builds back to the drums coming in again later. Let's fast forward a little to that. So here we go. She makes the sound, the sound Okay, here we go. So there you go. Alt J, any time of day, I'll take it. Okay. And then Foles, I don't know. You know, they just grabbed me. I, You know, uh, they're, uh, they just have some solid albums. I think, I think maybe with both Alt J and Foles, but especially with Foles, I think I was introduced to them through KOHS. You old local uh, high school radio station that tends to play a lot of what the kids are listening to these days, but uh, it mixes in. They they go eighties sometimes on it, and they go a little wider and deeper sometimes than you get on regular stations. Not quite as wide and crazy as KRCL, but but I'll hear some interesting things usually in a more pop vein. But anyway, so uh, their album "What Went Down" is is the one that I kind of joined them on for, and that was 2015. They have, you know, uh, several albums before that, and they've had at least maybe just one album since then, which is also uh, uh, really good, really solid. But this album, 2015, I've I listened to quite a bit, every track, and here's here's just a little taste of the opening track. So they tend to have a really guitar-heavy, driving sound, rockin' sound. Vocalist is Greek-born or Greek origin, but you know lived in lives in England. Um, and I believe he was original member of the band, but wasn't the singer for the very first album they did. And then he he became the lead singer. But you can tell as the song builds, it just gets thicker and thicker. Here, I'm going to scoot it towards the end. You can get a little taste of the end of this song. Oh, I want you, I give 
start to add some effects. Just builds, builds over this this riff. Okay, okay, so there we go, there we go, there we go. Foles, what went down, check it out. Um, okay, now, new category. Uh, no wave, post-punk, uh, alternative, funky rock, whatever. Uh, couple in this category. Uh, Deerhoof, uh, really interesting lead singer who also plays bass. Uh, a woman with very interesting uh, sounding vocals, and and the drummer is I think inspired by Quest Love and other such drummers. Very funky drumming, but with a very stripped down, simplified kit, which gives them also kind of a distinctive sound. But um, yeah, I, I guess I don't I don't know. Uh, I'm not an expert on no wave. I am an expert on new wave. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not an expert on that either. But uh, I, th- I think I would just say that Deerhoof comes in the in the wake of that. Are there? I don't know if there's post no wave or if because they're a little newer. But this track is learning to apologize effectively from the two south 2016 album The Magic. But they had a, they have had a ton of releases. Uh, th- uh, through the 2010s and earlier, so they they're another one of the bands on my list that formed in the in the 2000s, but are continuing and and really rocking in the in the 2010s. Here we go. The song is waiting for another song, and when we saw what we were doing. just came to Deerhoof really in the last couple of years and only started listening to them but kind of went back into their collection deeper and they're just a super interesting band I think it's going to be one of my favorites down the stretch um, and I just love the sound and the way everything mixes together um, okay in the same vein as Tune Yards, I'd say, there's a band, uh, Dirty Projectors, and that's bringing me to number eight on my list. Um, they uh, have a primary front man who also sings, but then other female vocalists, other instrumentalists, but also use loops and other things. And so I, I kind of think of them with the Tune Yards, and they're similar in, in style in that the the samples, the loops, and the quirky rhythms and layers you get with those sometimes influence uh, the vocals and the music in general, and the the rhythms, the angularity of the melody, etc., is is kind of unpredictable and quirky and interesting. So let's let's check out. This is a track from 
Swing Low Magellan is the album, and the name of the tune is About to Die. line up or don't line up with the underlying beat the way the underlying beats kind of quirky and at times unpredictable uh they got some great stuff super interesting stuff and and they they can do all this stuff live as well which i think is kind of impressive and interesting kind of i think jordan mentioned that about tune yards too or whatever but that creating all these kind of interesting intricate textures but that are that are very kind of raw and natural because they can they perform them you know blah blah okay look i got two more tracks because i'm i'm uh, inserting myself into the podcast and asserting that i deserve 10 tracks so here they are uh track number nine humans by reggie watts reggie watts a creative artistic comedic musical force uh interesting dude who i believe was born in montana or calls himself a montana native and but uh spent a lot of time in seattle i know that's kind of where i think he was he was sort of discovered or where he you know first started performing and now he's the he's the band leader the main musician for conan o'brien his show uh but definitely a force on the scene uh in terms of all comedy music etc and really known for like the you know human percussive sounds beatboxing uh loop sampling and sort of building up these textures by recording himself laying down beats and then singing or rapping or whatever over the top he has some he has some really funny uh over the top stuff some really uh sarcastic or i should say uh critical uh satirical type of stuff about culture uh etc but definitely a force to be reckoned with and somebody that's that's interesting to to look at musically if not just artistically here's this track humans from a, a, a live at central park album which is i believe 2012 but i mean he's just constantly creating stuff uh, but and almost more known as like a performance artist, comedian, etc. But uh, musically, super interesting stuff. Here's a little taste. Everything say today is like you would have seen in a story When you hear the sounds of a fluttering You know that you're in for some glory When the sun sets and the clouds they disappear And the 
rain it goes away, goes away, goes away, goes away, goes away. It wash over all of you, make you feel like you're brand new, yes. Anyway, so he's singing over the top of this groove that he created on the spot. And then let's skip ahead a little bit, see what check in, see what it sounds like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that's not super multi-layered, but it it shows you again the kind of the sampling, and I I'm pretty sure his sampler of choice is just one he uses with his smartphone. Though I know he has various different tools, or there is one on the smartphone, a smartphone app that I know he he does use sometimes live. I have to give a shout out to my friend Christian Asplin who introduced me to uh, Reggie Watts and his work, and actually when Christian was in Seattle, I think did at least one live gig with Reggie Watts, uh, but you know quite a while back probably in the late in the late uh 90s or something but uh there you have it okay number 10 number 10 uh there's a whole category of like internet stuff all comedy weird shorts uh you know mock songs songs that are bad uh i i get introduced to some of this stuff uh, through my teenage sons, and uh, for example, MCAP Steve doing changing the words to take on me to mine diamonds, you know, some kid recording himself in really bad uh, quality built in mic and and putting an album out. But there's something that's like so enjoyable about it. That's not quite this. But then there are all these very strange uh, videos that have a sort of narrative sometimes or whatever that have music with it. One that I think is is really interesting, intriguing, strange is called Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, uh, which is a series of these shorts that you can see. Uh, on YouTube or just through the internet, through the website they created, and they each little episode has this song with it that's very strange, and you 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 really do have to see these with the video and to get the full effect. But even just as songs, they're pretty amazing. So all these "Don't Hug Me Scared" songs, I think, are amazing. The very the first one that's in their first episode is called the Creativity Song. Here's a little taste of that. What's your favorite idea? Mine is being creative. How do you get the idea? I just try to think creatively. Now when you look at this orange, tell me please, what do you see? It's just a boring old orange. Maybe to you, but not to me. I see a silly face walking along and smiling at me. I don't see what you mean. Because you're not thinking creatively. So take a look at my hair. Cool. I use my hair to express myself. That sounds really boring. I use my hair to express myself. Now, when you stare at the clouds in the sky, don't you find it exciting? No. Come on, take another oh, look. Wait. I can see a hat. I can see a cat. I can see a man with a baseball bat. I can see a dog. I can see a frog. I can see a ladder leaning on a log. Now, anyway, your minds to have a good time. I might paint a picture of a clown. Whoa, well, there, friend, you might need to slow down. 
at that point in the video, they pour thick black paint over the person's painting. Anyway, so there's uh, there's just kind of uh, a fun playfulness to these songs and the, that the the whole series, but it also has this very strange sort of David Lynchian darkness dream like kind of uh, reality, uh, which I love. And I think this this is kind of a product of the decade. The these little productions that exist only on the internet or primarily on the internet on YouTube or other outlets. Blah blah. Okay. Well, uh, you didn't ask me, but I'll I'll do it. Okay. One of my underrated. I think I'm just going to go underrated. Is Foster the People? Why not? Come on. Uh, Pumped up kicks. 2010. You know. A very catchy pop song, maybe probably the most, you know, the whistling, so catchy. But honestly, solid album, top to bottom, that f- debut album by Foster the People. And I have to say, I love, uh, I really enjoyed all their albums, track for track. Uh, overrated. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have them for overrated. I got to think of it. Uh, if I can go in the vein of Jordan and then the other members of the podcast and pick a genre, it's all the... 20 people in your band have a beard, have a banjo, uh, pseudo folk type of groups where everyone has to say, hey, at a certain point. Uh, That's probably overrated. Uh, And then uh, Decade Champ, I got to go with, uh, I got to echo Brandon and say Beyonce. Uh, Almost, if nothing else, for the Lemonade release including the videos, which as a video release is just uh, an artistic, I think, a really triumph, just so interesting, track for track, section for section, and the way it's dealing with so many pertinent issues of race and gender issues and everything, but built into this music that's that's just funky, groovy, and and the videos, which are just interesting and blah, blah, blah. Add to that the uh, the 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 documentary about her at Coachella and that album and her performance there and the way she brings in so many uh, interesting influences and um, sources from the band to the dance to etc. Uh, so that's my take on the 2010s. As I said, not a rebuttal. But a response. I look forward to your response, uh, music masters. Uh, let's 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 go out with a little bit of Dirty Projectors uh, performing. That's a lifestyle live on KCRW from 2018. Here we go. stop wasting the time? Himself higher than we for a senator's prize. We all do. 